Proverbs chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. Here we have the words of Solomon in regard to his instruction to his son. And that, of course, is how this is written, or the tenor in which this is written, him giving instructions for those who come after him. But by considering his fatherly advice, we can learn a great deal about the responsibility that fathers bear in shaping the lives of our children. We want to see four things this morning. First, we're to establish discipline. Second, to emphasize direction. Third, to uh, emphasize discernment. And fourth, to exemplify devotion. We see all of that in these first two verses. But uh, the scripture tells us in Proverbs 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I believe only a parent can implore a child to do what is right with the depth of love and concern that is displayed here. It's not the responsibility of the government, the educational school system, or the church to teach our children what is right. It is the responsibility of the parents. Those organizations should assist, should aid parents in teaching their children what is right, but it is responsibility of parents and the head of the home, being the father, bears the chief responsibility in that regard. These teachings have stood the test of time, and although several major themes are mentioned in the book of Proverbs, we note here that the emphasis that Solomon places upon his son following his direction are so very important. So notice with me, the first thing here, a godly father establishes discipline. Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father. I guess we could stop and ask ourselves, what is instruction? Instruction is a statement of command. It's a spoken or written statement of what must be done. It is also teaching or things that are taught. This is instruction given in regard to a particular subject or skill. Some children don't like to hear their dad say, now back when I was a boy, this is how it was. But it would do well for children to learn, to listen, and to learn from the example of their father. So Solomon is saying here, this is what you need to know. And I'm telling you this based on my experience. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 10 says, Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. Solomon learned wisdom from God and his father David and now he's passing on what he has learned to this next generation. This is the way God has ordained truth to be passed on from one generation to the next. A father teaching his children, and he teaching his children, and so on. And by the way, we see that emphasized in the Word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, where Paul writing to Timothy says this, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. We are taught, 
we learn and benefit from that, and we teach others, and if we're effective in our teaching, they in turn will be able to take what they have learned and pass it on to others. This is God's plan for the instruction of truth down through the ages. Yes, we have his written word, but his written word needs to be lived out and manifested in the lives who claim to believe it. This was God's way of dealing with the children of Israel in uh, the giving of what they call the Shema, the Shema, while we pronounce it Shema. It is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. If you go into a Jewish home, and uh, an Orthodox Jewish home or a practicing Jewish home, you notice a mezuzah on uh, the doorpost as you go, and it's a long, slender, either wooden or metal box or tube, and in that is a passage of scripture, and it is always the same passage of scripture, and this is what that passage tells us, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine heart, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates." We have a sample of, of that. We have a masuza out in the display case in the lobby. In that is this passage of scripture. And then also framed with that is that passage both in Hebrew and in English. So you can see what it says there. But that was the instruction that God gave to the children of Israel. That they were to teach their children and that they were to uphold or exemplify the importance of the word of God in their home. A godly father establishes discipline or instruction in the home and that is based upon the truth of the word of God. Ephesians chapter 4, we have Paul telling us this, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right, honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You see, the word instruction emphasizes that information that we want to pass on to the next generation. It also means correction. A child is not to despise the instruction that comes or the discipline that comes with instruction. Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 19.20, hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Proverbs 24, 32, then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Every child brought up in a Christian home is given the opportunity to learn the Word of God or should be given the opportunity to learn the Word of God and I trust would make choices to follow the instruction and teaching of God's Word. But it is the Father's responsibility as the head of the home to establish the Word of God as the precedent 
for what will be followed in that home. We notice also back in our text in uh, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 1 that a godly father not only establishes discipline but emphasizes direction. Hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. The word understanding means to be prudent, to act wisely, to give attention to or to ponder. It's one thing to tell a child what he or she should do but it's a different matter to teach a child why they should do it. One thing that frustrates children is when they're told to do something and they ask why, the response they get is, because I told you so, or because I'm the dad, or I'm the mom, and you have to do it. That's frustrating to a child because it simply forces them to conform to a demand placed upon them without understanding why. Now, we, we need to be careful not to take this to an extreme or over-exaggerate it, but I think it is wise for parents to explain to their children or teach them why we do things that we do. You know, a lot of folks are part of a church, whether it's a Baptist church or a Catholic church or whatever religious affiliation they are, they're a member of that church and they do what that church tells them to do in regard to their lifestyle and things like that, but they don't know why. You see, we ought to teach people why we believe what we believe and why we do what we do. Rather than just conforming to a bunch of rules, a bunch of do's and don'ts, no, we ought to choose to live for God because it's the right thing and we understand what it means to walk with Him and to be pleasing to Him. He is our Heavenly Father, wants us to walk with Him and be pleasing to Him. Well, a godly father wants the same thing of his children, and we need to be careful to teach our children what it is they should do. See, Solomon here in verse 1 says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father, in other words, to listen, but now to attend, to follow, to apply what we know with understanding. Teaching the biblical principles behind the Bible will enforce the instruction we give to our children and enable them to visualize God a little better as far as how he works in their lives. A godly dad and a godly mother for that part will take time to teach your children biblical truth through the course of the day. How then do you emphasize the direction a child would go? By sharing with them the truth of God's word. Philippians 2.3, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Sharing with our children, teaching them the importance of humility, teaching them the importance of forgiveness and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Teaching them the importance of telling the truth. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22, lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. Teaching our children not to be so mischievous. Sometimes that's a bit of a challenge, but Proverbs 10, 23 tells us, it is as sport to a fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding hath wisdom. By taking time to teach our children the difference between right and wrong, what is appropriate, what is inappropriate, what is 
proper and improper in regard to their conduct to one another as siblings, to their parents, to adults, to others. Children today are not, I say children today, in today's generation, culture, and society, they're not being trained to do right. Children are being taught to do what they want, to do what they think is okay, to do what makes them feel good, to do what they think is acceptable. But unfortunately, children today, I don't see, are being taught concerning limitations, expectations, and responsibility and accountability. There was a story in the news just yesterday. A family was visiting an art museum. Parents were sitting down, and a four-year-old child apparently went up and hugged a piece of artwork, some sort of statue, glass statue, and tipped it over. The uh, museum wanted to charge the family $130,000 or something to repair or to replace it because it couldn't be repaired. But the parents' attitude was the museum didn't do enough to protect the piece from damage. After all, it's just a four-year-old child. He was simply hugging the statue because, you know, he likes people. Where is the accountability by the parents we, we get upset because children today have no concept of accountability and responsibility. The problem is they're not being taught that by their parents. A child who has understanding stands head and shoulders above other children today. How about Daniel for an example? Daniel chapter 1 verse 20. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them... Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. Why? Because in their youth, they were taught the truth of the word of God, the importance of following God and living for him, and the value of living a godly life. As a result, their testimonies were far greater than those who simply had amassed a great deal of knowledge, skill, and ability. Job 20 verse 3 says, And the spirit of my understanding causeth me to answer. A godly father will establish direction in his home that children might know how they are supposed to conduct themselves and that their conduct is based on the word of God. Now notice the second verse in our text this morning. Solomon goes on to say, for I give you good doctrine. Wow. A godly father exercises discernment. By the way, in doing so, provides protection for his children. See, godly parents want the best for their children. Let's stop right there. Wanting the best for our children may not necessarily include giving them the newest, biggest, brightest, fastest, coolest, costliest, greatest, or latest toy or technology. A father who truly loves his child or children will want to provide what is good and right for them. Too many children today and teens feel their parents don't love them because they don't give them what they want. There's an old saying specifically referring to David and Bathsheba. He got what he wanted but lost what he had. What we want in life is not always what's best for us. And just because a child 
that little sweet little boy or girl just because they demand whatever it is their, their eyes focus on when they're walking through a department store or a grocery store, just because they throw a fit, just because they, they express themselves openly, it doesn't mean they should get whatever they want. We need to teach our children discernment, choosing that which is good over that which is wicked, choosing that which is best over that which is good. We need to teach our children how to make good, wise, godly choices in life so that when they're out there on their own, they'll walk the right path. They'll make good choices. They'll make wise decisions based on what they know to be true rather than just the influence of their surroundings. Fathers, the burden rests upon us to teach our children what is right. Psalm 49 verse 3 says, My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. Godly dads need to speak well of the Lord in front of their children. Complaining, bellyaching, criticizing because things don't always work out the way we want them to. Our children hear those things we say. They remember them. It is so important for us as dads to teach our children based on our example. As we exercise discernment, we in turn teach them to do the same. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 6. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. Do we speak of excellent things in front of our children, in front of our family, our grandchildren? Do we speak of that which is right and acceptable to the Lord? Proverbs twenty two twenty one. That I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee. Jesus upheld this principle in his earthly ministry when he said in John chapter 7, verse 16, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. All the importance of following his heavenly Father's instruction and direction. That's a principle that we need to pass down to our children in truth and by example. Then the last of these four thoughts this morning, a godly father not only establishes discipline, emphasizes direction, exercises discernment, but exemplifies devotion. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 2, the last part there. He said, For I give you good doctrine, notice, forsake ye not my law. A godly father lives a godly life in front of his children. Notice he said, Forsake ye not my law. Again, it's one thing for a dad to stand up and tell his children, This is what you should do. But if he's not practicing what he's telling them to do, then they are words that are going to prove to be destructive in the life of that child. How many times working on a bus route? Well, I was in Bible college, and some of you, no doubt, have been around folks like this where they say, I don't go to church, but I send my children to church. And they think they're doing their children a favor. Well, it is good for their children to be in church. 
But oh, it would be far better if mom and dad took them to church. If they sat together with them in the pew as a family worshiping the Lord. Rather than by example saying, this is what I want you to do, but I don't want anything to do with it. How tragic for a child to grow up in a home thinking that they're being forced to go to church. But when they get to be an adult, they're not going to do it. They're going to be like their dad. What a tragic situation that is. Beloved, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul said, Be ye followers of me, even as I am of Christ. 2 Thessalonians 3, 9, But to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. A godly dad knows one of the most important things that he can do in his home is stand up and by example say, this is what we are going to do. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. He didn't say, oh, well, they're going to serve God. No, he said, as for me and my house. He said, we're going to do this together. One of the greatest qualities of a good leader is leading from the front, leading by example. And a godly father does exactly that. The time-tested wisdom of fathers should not be forsaken by their children. But if their children see God working in the lives of their parents, they see a dad who loves God and follows God and lives for God and trusts God, they're going to be more likely to do so themselves. Proverbs 10 verse 1 says, A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. 1725 says something similar. A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her that bear him. All we want our children to be wise. We want them to follow the Lord. How important it is for us to be the example they need so they can see the same God that their father serves, the same God whom their father trusts is the God whom they can serve and trust as well. Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. As dads, we need to not just point our children in the right direction, but we need to take them in the right direction by establishing discipline, emphasizing direction, exercising discernment, and exemplifying devotion. I came across this story of a man named... Fred N. Dow, Colonel Dow, as he was known by his comrades. But he tells the following story that illustrates this thought perfectly of a father providing a good example for his son and his son following in his father's example. Colonel Dow once visited friends in Quebec. And while seeing the sights of the city and its surroundings, he took a public carriage to visit the falls of Montmorency. At a roadside pub, the driver of the cart pulled his horse to the side and remarked, the carriage always stops here. Colonel Dow said, for what purpose? The man said, for the passengers to treat the cabbie. Colonel Dow said, but none of us drink and we don't intend to treat. The driver, standing there next to his carriage, pulled himself up with pride 
And he said, I've driven this carriage now for more than 30 years. And this has only happened to me one other time. He said, some years ago, I had for a fair a crank from Portland, Maine. And his name was Neil Dow, who said he wouldn't drink. And more to the point, he wasn't going to pay for anybody to drink. So here, Colonel Dow, the son of Neil Dow, found himself standing on the same ground his father stood years earlier. His son learned a lesson along the way from his dad, and he took the same stance that his father did years earlier. See, a father who lives for God and does his best to point his children in the right direction will likely see them following his example. What a tremendous responsibility weighs upon us as fathers to be the godly example, providing direction, discipline, and instruction for our children along the way. But nonetheless, just because it's difficult doesn't mean we should shirk our responsibility. Godly dads should be that example that their children need them to be. And what better joy of knowing that our children follow in our examples.